Hi, and welcome back to the Wide World of Wargaming Age of Sigmar podcast. Uh, as always, we are your hosts, Alex, John, Garrett, and Jeremy. We have Jeremy back. It looks like he's on a great, uh, what is that, a great vacation in Costa Rica, Cancun? That's where actually, uh, it's the, where I grew up in South of France. Oh, I was okay. that, that, looked, that looked like the Mediterranean. Yeah. It's okay, the Mediterranean. okay. Yeah, yeah. It's that pleasure okay. in the South of France. There you go. He's on his uh, on his uh, pleasure cruise then. And uh, we do have uh, a guest here today. We do have Sean from the Basement War Gamers with his uh, ON5 podcast. So this is another uh, little bit of a host swap here. And uh, welcome on, Sean. Uh, what's on your workbench? All right. So um, I'm on an Ida Deep Kim kick. Uh, Bill Volturnos, an extra Achaelian King. Um, Lotan. Soul Scryer, Tidecaster, some Soul Renders. Uh, up next is probably going to be an Eidolon of Mathland, and then maybe some more Eels. So. Okay. Cool. And so you're building these yeah. up. Is this going to be uh, – have you played any practice games yeah. with Eidoneth? Is this, like, brand spanking new for you? Yeah, it's actually brand new. Um, haven't played any games with them. Haven't done any test games or anything. Um I just figured I'd build a very Aquaman-esque army and uh, went with it. Uh, Are they colored with Aquaman colors with the orange? Oh, I'm not sure. I haven't tested any paint schemes out yet, but uh, I mean, it could happen. I mean, I do want to incorporate orange in the the color scheme, so we'll figure out where it goes, if we we add some green in there or what. Have you seen seen, um, Rob Cron's... Aquaman item that he took to Nova in 2018. Uh, no, I did okay. not. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> my dad had a heart attack. Right, I, was I remember Nova. that. So yeah, I, actually, I remember that. Got you to go home, crazy. and then he's <laughs> perfectly fine. He's healthy. He's still working and all that fun stuff. Um, it's funny. He works in the uh, emergency services industry. So um, when you have a paramedic. Uh, they don't want to uh, have doctors look at them. They're very hard-headed <laughs> and stubborn. So uh, I had to deal with that for, for a little bit. But uh, my dad's healthy, and I've been back to Nova since. And uh, hopefully we have another Nova. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. I think uh, uh, you're going to find that uh, deep can are very addicting very quickly. Oh, yeah, for sure. That speed, um, some hard-hitting uh, uh, units in that, in that army, and they can – they can hold some objectives pretty easily. So I'm looking forward to, to starting that up. Have but you tried a uh, challenge to paint, but man, it's fun on the tabletop. You'll oh, like I know. <laughs> you well, have you thought of uh, trying them on tabletop simulator? I, I thought about it. I've only played one game on tabletop simulator and I really should. Um, I, I just think uh, picking up a handful of actual dice and rolling them is <laughs> way more fun. Uh, that social uh, contract you have with someone, uh, when you're standing across the table from them, it's just more fun for me. So, yeah. Okay. Well, in the meantime, I mean, it would be really fun to watch <laughs> you guys play. I could, you know, oh, yeah, we could sure. put you on a Discord. We can have other people yeah. jump in and just shit talk. It'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you I guys can shit yeah, talk a ton. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay. Anything cool. else? No, I don't have anything else. Uh, I did just build part of a Raven Guard army. So, uh, I'm going to get back into 40K after dropping it for the first portion of 8th edition. I uh, just wasn't a fan of the system, so <laughs> uh, we'll be doing that soon. Um, whenever COVID ends and we're back to gaming in my area, um, one of my first games is probably going to be playing uh, Raven Guard against a buddy in his Iron Hands. So it'll be a fun time. Okay, very cool. Yep. Uh, John, you, it looks like you got a little bit of a setup there. Uh, I'm a little curious. I see some, I see, uh, uh, I see a little, uh, you know, I don't want to call it a pitcher. Is it like a carafe or? or I, that is, that is my carafe. Is that a carafe? That is I'm, a carafe. I'm so proud of you I, for attempting to pronounce that. I attempted. I attempted. There we go. Uh, but it looks like you got some casadores over there. Uh, I do. I what is do. on your workbench besides those? Well, you know, um, as I've been mentioning over the last few weeks, I have been uh, diligently working on my Primaris Marine Army, and uh, I've decided that the army will be finished before the end of the official um, uh, shelter-in-place orders from uh, the county that I'm in, which is the end of this month. Uh, I myself have already went back to work. As you guys know, I run a lab, so I'm able to just be at work 
alone in the lab anyway, so it might as well do that instead of being at home. And uh, with my diligent work, I, uh, over the weekend, finished up some walkers, dreadnoughts, and other stuff, and here it is. This is the last kit of my Primaris army. I have a turret and a couple weapons to magnetize and a base to do, and that's it. The entire Primaris army is built. Uh, and that gives me a couple more weeks to paint the last couple units, and I will have my COVID-19 Primaris Army complete. It'll be awesome. So uh, really looking forward to that. Now, on to the, the good stuff. So uh, as we were getting ready for the show here, uh, went in the other room, and I squeezed some fresh oranges, made some fresh oranges, because <laughs> that's how I roll. And earlier today, I was... Were they grown in your backyard, John? Of course uh, they wrong, were grown in his backyard. No, 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 no. Wrong time of year. All my <laughs> all my oranges are ready at the end of January. So that's were, when I enjoy them. They were picked them. by essential workers. No, these, these <laughs> ones uh, came great from my other uh, garden, known as Costco, <laughs> delivered to my house. Uh, and earlier today, I was tagged by Mr. Tony Myers of Hammerhead Games. Uh, you guys all may know that he is also running the Shark Weekend events. At this moment, Shark Weekend is not uh, canceled, uh, set for late in the summer. We'll see if it ends up going off on time or ends up being delayed. But It's very tempting. It's, yeah, at this moment, it is most likely the next uh, gaming event that I will participate in. As you guys know, I will be the TO for the Age of Sigmar. And Tony has participated in something called the Three Shot Challenge. And, you know, he participated in my Don't Fear the Reaper challenge last season, right? Even though he, uh, he did. So here's my first shot of the three-shot challenge. Tony, even though on the second round of sending you peppers, you took a little bite or two, you're still a big pepper pussy, okay? Because <laughs> by the time I have to send you a second bag of peppers, because the first one's rotted because you were so afraid to eat them, I expect you to just take that damn pepper and pop it in your mouth and eat the first there. So that's my my first shot, Mr. Tony Myers. <laughs> okay. And, of course, I have a little Himalayan salt here. I've got a variegated pink lemonade lemon from my garden. And let's do this. I don't even know the order you're supposed to do it. It's been so long I decided tequila shots. If you don't guys don't know that John is a big showman, uh, now you found out. <laughs> <laughs> that was delicious. Okay, Tony. So here you go. There's first shot down. I'm not going to wimp out like you. I'm not going to choke. So here we go. Number two. Number three. Salt. And the lemon, motherfuckers. Ah, that was delicious. We'll see how the rest of the show goes. Okay. So, like, John's going to get into some weird-ass rant, like, 20 minutes from now, you guys. Or yeah, five. I'm already going to warn you. So, that was my three-shot challenge. Uh, when I post this little clip of video on my Facebook page later, I will make some people challenged. I'm looking at you, Alex Gonzalez. I'm looking at you, my buddy Phil, who's out there. And I still have yet to pick my third victim, somebody well, shit. three shots. So, that's it. <laughs> Jeremy, I see what was not necessarily on your workbench, but what was on Mr. Israel Sanchez's workbench all week, that beautiful Gotrek that he painted. I mean, oh my gosh. Have you seen it? Does he sent it to you yet? Because I was drooling over the, the, the tattoo <laughs> yeah, and everything. Yeah, get out of the way. Let us see this model. What an amazing piece. Jeremy, what's on your workbench this week, my friend? Uh, well, first, let me start with saying uh, I'm sorry to the audience. I haven't been around. Uh, work and little family issues have prevented me from, uh, and also personal issues have prevented me from attending for the last few weeks. But uh, I'm looking forward to fixing that in the next uh, few weeks. But my workbench has been, uh, I haven't really worked on anything other than assembling Sisters of Battle. Uh, and I'm looking forward to start eventually painting them. I don't really know. I've had no motivations to paint anything. In fact, like, I think I, I even tried playing a game of, uh, of Warhammer over um, uh, Tabletop Simulator, and I have to say I uh, quit after five minutes because I was so fucking demoralized. Oh, my oh. gosh. <laughs> uh, mostly, I just it just doesn't feel, it doesn't hit that, that itch for me. It just doesn't scratch that itch, like, at all. On top simulator first, and I tried, and I just it, it, I tried multiple times in five minute segments. <laughs> we'll put it that way. I was just like, no, 
not feeling it. Uh, other than that, uh, what's on my workbench? Uh, I'm going to do a three-shot challenge over the long period, probably a 10-shot challenge. I'm drinking McKellen as well. Uh, one, the one nice thing that I've discovered about uh, this uh, quarantine is that uh, I'm becoming very efficient at drinking. Uh, Did you need to be more efficient than you used to be? I mean, yes. as a fellow yes. whiskey and scotch drinker, I think we're about as efficient as we need to be. <laughs> I've just, but I've been, I've been dabbling more into wine because it's been like, a, I'm not a big wine drinker, even though I'm French. Uh, but <laughs> lately, I was say, how French are you? Like, I think like two days ago, I picked up a case of twelve bottles, and they were. Oh, it's, wow. it's gonna last about like maybe a week and a half. So we'll see. Oh, it. four glasses in a bottle. Well, don't be fooled. Don't no, be fooled. no, no, no. There's only one glass in a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on your glasses. With my glass, it's four. <laughs> the glass is always full. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, no, it, I'm looking forward to painting some sisters. I just saw rules for Harlequins. I don't know. Like, I'm, if I can actually get a game in <laughs> for Warhammer 40K in the next few months before the new edition drops or whenever that's fucking dropping, I don't bloody know. Uh, it's hard to get excited for that because it's just like, who knows? The game might be completely different in a, different in a couple of months. Whenever Games Workshop decide, I mean, it's probably. Hopefully, they're gonna wait until next year, but who knows? You know, whenever I, the I numbers. I don't know out. how different Ninth Edition is gonna be over Eighth because I feel like they're just going to uh, take all the FAQs and fix and just put them in the game and maybe make a couple of like rulebook changes. But like, I, I can't see them overhauling all the factions again. So. So. Well, there's one, mm, kind of. It's going to be telling with the Necron release for me, mm. because I'll tell you right now, based on the Harlequin changes they did, the power level of Harlequins went up drastically in that white, that white Dwarf, and it felt like the way they did in that White Dwarf, like, I'll give you an, an, an example of like how shitty rules writing is with a 40k White Dwarf release. Yonari, mm -hmm. which then became a book for Psychic Awakening. Oh. It's a carbon copy. Uh... The new Harlequin White Dwarf book, like it literally feels a whole like a brand new codex. Like it's a mm -hmm. real supplement. It's like it functions completely differently than the rest of the army kind of does today. So awesome. We'll see what the Necron book does. But I'm guessing the next edition of 40k is gonna play very differently from how missions are won. Mm, yes. Okay. What are your theories? Do you think that it'll be a certain way or I think this is uh, the 40k podcast. <laughs> I know. But the reason I say that is because I think Games Workshop wants to do more like for 40k what they've done for AOS, which is take ownership of the mission design. Because mm. right now globally 40k has not been let's just put it that way, ITC, Nova and so forth and like different uh, competitive owns the mission design of how games are played on on a large majority of the, the volume of these games. And I think Games Workshop probably, it's time for them to rail that in and be, basically like, hey, look, we own this game. Let's make it I a mean, fair attempt at it. With Age of Sigmar, they did that for mission design, and that has driven the direction of the competitive scene because Age of Sigmar, they can rebalance the game merely by the missions that they push out with the General's Handbook. And so that becomes a way of balancing their codexes in 40K or Battletoads in Age of Sigmar rather than the international community being the ones to do it through their custom missions. So I can understand that. I'm, I can't, it's the only, for me, it's the only clear path for them for a drastic change from one edition to the next is, is them taking over, like taking more onus and ownership of mission design for 40K. Like yeah. outside some twerk, tweaks they can make out of the book, obviously tone down a lot of things and, they, the only real space they have left is taking ownership of mission design. Anyway, that's my work. <laughs> uh, let me get off my pulpit. How about you, Alex? What's on your workbench? Oh, Wait, man. got someone. Oh, yeah. We, okay. Garrett. Garrett, outside of the puppy that I see, the little cute doggo, um, and that, like, what? Like living room or, or bedroom for yourself. I uh, want to save that one for last, guys. Come on. Like, this is the biggest workbench change. It, it's everybody watching the video already sees it. First off, before we get into Garrett, Garrett, do you, uh, do you see what shirt I'm wearing today? Do you uh, recognize that? Oh, I do. Is that the one that you, uh, or no, Donna made nope. in my garage? Oh, you did that one. Okay, That's I the one I did, yep. 
Yeah, so um, a while back, a bunch of people came up. Was it for one of our, like, house party? It was something yeah, it was, at my it was house. right before you moved. Yeah, it was, it was my leaving uh, California house party. My wife, so she, uh, while in camp, she did camp, uh, camp counselor, and she did tie-dye. And she does tie-dye, like, legit tie-dye with, like, the, like chemicals and, like, not just, like, random paints and stuff. So uh, she got a bunch of people, like the Schwartzes, John, Donna, uh, Liz and a bunch of people and she just had them all and she just taught them all how to do all this tie-dye she tied out a bunch of stuff so yeah John is wearing uh, my, my... my cool tie-dye that yeah. I made with the assistance of uh, Garrett's wife so wow um, okay and, uh, yeah, I, I'm just wearing my work shirt so <laughs> <laughs> okay like, um, is that what's on your workbench the work shirt yes that, that, that is my entire workbench is no. my work shirt come on <laughs> take ownership so uh, on my workbench, uh, I have been doing some housework. Uh, this is my basement. If uh, people do not recognize, uh, I have moved where my computer is. Instead of being over there pointing this way, I have shifted over here. So if you remember the Middle Earth uh, uh, map, it is right there right now. Phenomenal. There. Night and day. Um, so we have uh, moved my wife's sewing into the laundry room. A uh, big old laundry room I have back there. So I will no longer have wife sewing ironing boards in the background. Realistically, um, should you be in the laundry room? I mean, I, I guess probably. <laughs> uh, well, she she works she works upstairs in the uh, guest room, and I work down here. So I was allowed to. So you're already resigned to your little. She she she. Cuts the infection off by stopping it at a certain point, right? Yeah, I got shoved okay. into the so it, over on the east coast. We have basements, and I am shoved underground what's in my basement? basement. I know, right? <laughs> what a scary uh, idea! You I mean like a like garage? All the creepers are is no. always down in the basement. Is it like an online unit? To that. Yeah. <laughs> are you in the basement as well, Sean? Uh, no, I'm not. But uh, that's where we started. Uh, <laughs> that's where we got our name. Uh, yeah. Um, Basements is a, like a really big East Coast thing, just because oh, yeah. you know. I mean, we're all we, we, we don't. Yeah, tornadoes. And you guys, you guys realize that only California doesn't have basements because everything. Yeah, yeah. After, oh, like, well, you have a basement. I don't have a basement. Most houses in Portland have basements. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I lived in a house in San Jose that had a basement. For what it's worth, anything built that's like, impressive. Yeah, after the nineteen sixties, basically doesn't have a basement. Oh, this yeah. was built in like 1915, so yeah. that explains mm, it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we've been doing a lot of reorganizing, a lot of uh, yard work. We're going to get our whole fence replaced. Um, I've also been doing a lot of reading. Uh, oh. And yep, uh, read two of the Wheel of Time books in the last like week and a half. Fucking nerd. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm rereading all the Wheel of Time. It's only, books. it's only a half a million words. Don't worry about it. Yeah, aren't those know, like, right? absurdly big? <laughs> yeah, I just I just finished book seven. Um, so great series, I, yeah. It's, it's it's a good series. I'm I'm I fit. I got to book eleven in high school like ten years ago, over ten years ago, and I haven't read it since. And so I'm now. I never got past book eleven because Brian Sanderson didn't pick it up until I was in well into college. And oh, so, I see. Sure. Yeah. So like that that break between Knife of Dreams and Brian Sanderson, that time period, I had gone from high school to college, and so I'd moved on from like. I've got to that age of college where you no longer want to read books because textbooks are awful. Um, and so now I've gotten past that and now I'm back to reading books. And so I'm starting over the wheel of time, hopefully to get through the. Yeah. You're getting ready for the show, aren't you? Yes. Actually, that's how it started. I was like, you know what? If the show comes out, I want to like reread the books. And so I started the first book, first book before the COVID thing happened. And then COVID happened and I was halfway through the first one. I was like, all right. And now I'm on book eight. Um, I didn't hear there was a show coming out. Is this going to be like an yeah. Amazon series? Yeah, or Amazon, Amazon has already started casting people, and I, I don't really? know if they started filming. Yeah, you didn't hear all the tobacco about a. Uh, okay, I won't go into that one. <laughs> no, go. <laughs> the cast. They lot a lot of fans are pissed about the casting. For really? The show. Yeah, they. Uh, let's just say they wanted to be a PC and put mm. a lot of. Uh, of uh, minorities in the show where basically uh, none of none of the characters are of the minority in the book. <laughs> we'll put it that way. <laughs> I mean, there's like elves and crap though, right? Yeah, no. there's more, not in real time. Are there? No, no I've never seen it. Not even a little. It's like 
just mostly humans, effectively. Is it? I, I was, I've only read like the first three books, and that was oh. like when they came out. <laughs> so nineteen eighties. <1980s? laughs> yeah, it's it, it's very Lord of the Ring. Magic oh, okay. is in the world. Mm -hmm. It has a presence. It's more obvious in Game of Thrones, but it's more like Lord of Rings. So. Yeah, but there's no, there's no fantastical. There, there's only humans and then like monsters. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's a really good series. Um, but then I've also been doing a lot of role playing stuff. So I've been doing a lot of. I'm running a, a fifth edition D and D campaign uh, for like my wife and a couple of friends um, out here. Yes, sir. Huh? What? Were you a hipster? <laughs> no, like it's fifth edition. Like that's the least hipster of all the role playing games. I've been told oh, no. to do either fifth edition or to do Pathfinder and not to do anything else. Yeah, those are the hipster editions. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, no, no, Jeremy. But what I have actually, I just started another campaign that someone else is DMing. Deadlands Classic. Okay. Have you have you heard of Deadlands Classic? So it is the. It's the game that spawned the Savage Worlds system. Okay, I know that. Yeah, yeah. so Deadlands, they made Deadlands, and then because Deadlands was so complicated, they made the Savage Worlds system to be able to play Deadlands in a more efficient manner, and that's what spawned the Savage Worlds system from my research in the last two weeks, I've learned. But uh, it's made by the same guys. And so I've, my, a buddy of mine who's much older than me uh, grew up playing all those old role-playing games. He's like, dude, we got to play Deadlands. And so I'm, play I'm now in a Deadlands classic campaign. And we just had our first session yesterday. Um, and everybody's dead. <laughs> well, well it, Deadlands, it, uh, Sean, have you heard of Deadlands? No, I, I played a bunch of the like, uh, old school. I started out playing second edition D&D. So right on. Like, that was like my intro to nerddom. So, um, Deadlands was, came out in 97, by the way. Right. Is second ed okay. D&D, is that the edition where every female like model had like oversee breast surgery or is that like third edition? I think that'd be third um, edition. Second edition, third edition. The one that came out in like 78. Yeah, I yeah. So that. everything was like a kingdom death model? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it was Conan the Barbarian era. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, that was back when Citadel made D&D uh, &D models. Yep. Mm. Wow. Radagar or whatever it was called, like. Was it called Citadel at that point, or was it? Yeah, yeah, it was Citadel yeah. Miniatures. Yeah, Citadel is one of the oldest kind of name brands. Yeah, because it was Citadel, then GW bought Citadel. In, in yes, fact, right? right here, this is a Citadel go. miniature circa 1977, 78, 80, something like that. I don't know. It's probably made out of, like, super lead, too. <laughs> like any anytime we try to mention some random obscure model range, are you just gonna go on a shelf and just pull like, yeah, of course, I yes, have yes, of course he is, of course he is, it's, it's John. Mm. I can't wait for the British Museum to like show up at his doorstep and just like appropriate his like. <laughs> it would be, it would we, be. We're taking this now. It would be brutally naive to assume that John doesn't have the capacity to do that. So. <laughs> Oh boy! The word, the worst part, it's like readily available. It's not like he took a time to find it. Oh, right, like he, he didn't have, he just ordered it. Yeah, that's the part that was like most surprising to me. Like he didn't have to go sift through a box. Like no, no, it's just right here. I have yeah. the thing that we just randomly were talking about from the eighties. <laughs> okay, it's it's turns out John is a lich. It's like a, he has different phylacteries. <laughs> Right there. So the, one of the newest ones is is one of the models in this Primaris army. So we gotta oh, yeah, we gotta where? find out which one it is. It could very well be that little repulsor. Yeah, Voldemort space on John. If you guys didn't know, it's a self doc. It's a self biography. <laughs> yeah, I just have a little portal I reach through. Oh wait, the other arm. There we go. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> Mephiston. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, house organizing, role-playing games, and book reading. That's basically been my workbench for the past week and a half or so. Um, yeah. So now that we've gone over my wondrous new uh, basement. Uh, With the house. awesome dog in the middle. Dog looks yes. super comfortable over there. Uh, like, like literally, it has a it, 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 Literally right before we were recording, he was so like th this. This is Stellar. If you guys remember, he's the dog I'm raising for Canine Companions for Independence. Yeah, Larry. Larry knew all about it for like six episodes. <laughs> yeah. So um, 
actually just today, uh, so we've been really worried about him because we haven't been able to take him out on outings and like doing training has been frustrating. And he's like a super relaxed dog. Um, and we're actually kind of afraid that he's going to fail because he's so lazy oh. um, for a six month old puppy. But we did some training. Uh, Sarah did an online training today, and it's like, oh, yeah, everybody's having way more problems than we are. Okay, so we feel much better about the situation we're in. So it's like, hopefully they grade on a curve? Yeah, exactly. Um, Well, I mean, if he fails, then we get him back. So it's like, you know, he's a really cute dog. Yeah, he's pretty cute. Anyways, Alex, what's going on with you these days? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I mean, uh, I'm really sad. Uh, right before recording, uh, we had a fucking wild bagpiper on the loose. It does, someone was definitely playing the bagpipes. That was the first time I had ever heard it. But uh, Yeah, he found a basement. He was excited. <laughs> sure he was, yeah. So uh, uh, that, that that's new. Uh, it's not on my workbench, though. I just have some coffee, as per usual. And then, uh, yeah, um, I haven't started any new hobby projects. Uh, I have been meaning to get my bits out for uh, my Bone Reapers just because um, I, I have a Necron army that's never really been truly finished, and it's it's okay. But um, Wait, Necron's right around the corner. I have a lot of you ideas. have another Necron army that you've never finished. No, 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 no. It's the, the Necron army I have. It's always been like two. That Necron points. army is finished. There's like 6,000 points of Necrons. <laughs> it is 6,000 points. Yeah, he says I finished <laughs> like my Marine armies. You know, like 5,000 points of it's painted and 100 points isn't. So it's it's not finished. You know? Yeah. Well, okay, anyways. At least he gets the benefit of telling his girlfriend, I only have one army. <laughs> so. Ooh, that's a good idea. Fiance. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> um. I mean, but, you have been playing a ton of Total War Warhammer. I, I have been. Well, it's been on the background a lot. Um, it, it, it's not been constant play. It has been... Okay. Because I'm looking at it. You have 210 hours on record. I don't want to talk about this. You just, <laughs> already? You've had it for two weeks. <laughs> okay. For the record, I've looked at... Okay. I've looked at yours. No, okay. I've had it for a month. Um <laughs> But I am I am I am shocked because if I go on to Steam and I look at like Garrett or Logan or you, sir, <laughs> I will find games with like nine hundred hours on that. I have no like, game with nine hundred hours. All of mine are two hundred and seventy-two and below. I have four that's games a, at two hundred. Is that like what you turn into a pumpkin when he gets two hundred and seventy-three? What happens? No, it's just a, a very specific blade. limit. I don't. There's something behind this. That is a very <laughs> Mountain Blade Warband has two hundred and seventy-two hours, and I haven't played Mountain Blade Warband since because Mountain Blade Battlelord has come out. So I've been playing that one now. It's like it's it's literally the amount of times it takes for a new game to come out for Garrett to buy, basically. Basically, yeah. That's how Garrett <laughs> is. Okay, okay. You know, uh, no. I'm gonna. Trying to see, you know what? I can't fact check you. God damn it! Yeah, there, uh, it's okay. there, there's no steam. There's no steam shaming here. I, I, I certainly would not want to overly expose the amount of time that I've been wasting on steam lately. Okay, <laughs> let's, just, let's just say that I've made a lot of progress on Pathfinder. You know what? I, I hate this so much. Yeah, nothing exceeds <laughs> nothing exceeds two eighty. I'm just like looking. I'm scrolling down, and like hopefully I see it. I'm seeing a lot of games that are like a lot of like three hour games. It's like we're done with Rage. I played three hours of it. You played, I played it. Yeah. You played it uh, a sixth of an hour of The Witcher three, and then you were like, "We're done. We're done." Well, see, yeah. I played The Witcher three, and then I realized, wait a minute, I can't play The Witcher three before playing The Witcher one. And so I booted up The Witcher one, and I'm like, "This game was meant for Xbox, and it's terrible on PC." You bought a lot of DLC for uh, for uh, this Crusader, Crusader Kings. <laughs> Why are we auditing it? Garrett's like Steam like account. <laughs> I mean, if you guys his. are gonna audit mine, Just I'm gonna stay on audit yours. It's all good. Uh, Thank God, Pornhub isn't tight in Steam. I'm just saying. <laughs> Just you wait. Might Just be less wait. embarrassing. <laughs> it, yeah, who knows? Uh, but yeah, no, I got my Bone Reaper uh, bits out just because one project I've always wanted to start, it, at least, at least as maybe a side project, is um, in the like galaxy map for uh, for uh, 40k in the top corner in like the Ghost Star system area. Mm. Um, there's Trezak Bone Kingdom, and uh, it is not the main Flare virus uh, uh, for Necron Fluff. That's primarily. Um, 
I forgot the the original one's name, but uh, uh, Mefret is very much based around that as well. But um, uh, yeah, or no, not the, not Mefret, but the one that the, the Legion or the Dynasty in the Forge World book is uh, a big flare virus, but not the original one. Uh, but Drazak is just like that, but they like literally collect bones. And so they're called Drazak Bone Kingdom. So I was like, fuck it. Like if the new models, if there are new models, are at all compatible with Bone Reaper stuff, which they could be except for more tech, then yeah, absolutely. I'll probably do some little switcheroos and shit and uh, see what we can do with that. So yeah. That'll they be look really huge based on the art style. Yeah, whatever the fuck those are, they're going to be got fucking, yeah, they're going to be pretty big. I mean, if you take, uh, one of my projects I did a long time ago is take one squad of Necron Warriors, because I only did one, because I realized it was going to take fucking forever, but I cut them at the uh, hips, knees, and ankles, and uh, I made them upright, and they were, at the time, there were no Primaris, but they were already a head taller than a normal Marine, um, when you made, like, true scale, regular walking Necron warriors. And then immortals are already bigger than a Marine. And Lich so, wait, 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 so when you modeled them, you actually stretched out like the height of each Like I model? put their legs straight instead of like, like they were like mid squat. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. interesting. And they're already taller than a, than a Marine. And then Lich Guard are definitely taller than a Marine. They're I thought about was, the same size as a Primaris, so. I thought it was a key process of the Necron tier process, the biotransference was to keep scoliosis. <laughs> like that was something they didn't want to like eradicate. Yeah, dude, an entire race of scoliosis. Yeah. <laughs> tough. <laughs> yeah, tough <laughs> break, guys. Damn. <laughs> oh, old ones. Ah. Right. <laughs> They're the chiropractors. Um, yeah. No. Uh, uh, but I've just been considering. I'm in the uh, in the stages of change. You would call this the pre-contemplation mode. So right now I'm thinking about doing this, but uh, I haven't really created a plan of action. So this is my inner coach thinking about this. So you should um, wait until uh, the book comes out because they might retcon the entire flare virus. Uh, they're not going to retcon the flare virus. Th that, that's like a central part of even more yeah. recent. Flare. Yeah. Yeah. Gim's workshop, not retconning any central club. <laughs> Never happened. No, I mean, it makes, makes sense. But for one reason or another, Emotech's always had like a flare buff as a part of his data slate. It makes no fucking sense. Anyways, this is not a 40K podcast. This is an Age of Sigmar podcast. Um, I, I'm only excited because hopefully the there's a Silent King model that has like a little retinue. Hopefully it's like a little catacross thing. If not, he's just going to be some fucking giant guy. So we're going to find out. Um, but yeah, nothing else on my workbench besides that. Um, trying to get into whatever other games. Uh, started the Blood Bowl League. I need to join the one that John is in. Um, you know, Blood Bowl is definitely a fun game. It is a fucked up game, but um, <laughs> it is I, a mess. Fun is not the word I would associate with Blood Bowl. <laughs> it is. It is. I've played two games, and they have both been ties. Um, and my oh, so opponent, you're good at it, actually. No, not at all. <laughs> I, so I played Dayton. I played Dayton, who was our guest host last week, and uh, he started the game. He had like a high elf army, and he started the game by saying, "Hey, by the way, because you're playing Tomb Kings, you're kind of gonna get your ass kicked a bunch." And uh, he proceeded to tie me because he kept on rolling like the worst rolls. Like we were sharing a Discord <laughs> so we could do audio. And the whole that's time I just hear him go like, fuck. Um, that's the core mechanics of Blood Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So we tied <laughs> because because he kept on rolling real bad, which, you know. It's a D6 game. Single D6s, man. <laughs> mm -hmm. Indeed. Indeed. But, uh, so much. Uh, been trying to get more time tabletop simulator in. I did come to the conclusion that as much as I do like the occasional game for tabletop simulator, uh, I just like both Sean and Jeremy. And like, I really like that social contract being across the table, having those interactions. And that is part of the reason why I've also been having a little bit of a freak out during this whole, uh, quarantine. Um, but, uh, it's, it's good, and it's, I've had a lot of fun playing Garrett and, and, and trying it out in other ways. And I think I'm going to be playing some 40K tomorrow with our good friend Paul. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I couldn't play, like, a tournament. Like, I know that, Garrett, you have put on a tournament for, uh, for that event. And that actually happened this last weekend, right? Mm. Oh, uh, Ben from Warp Charged Gaming... Oh, he took he put on that one. Yeah, well, I mean, I, yeah, I said help him out with that one and just uh, use my channel as to help advertise it. I might be trying to run a GT at the end of May. I don't know. I, I literally like a real point, GT or like a um, a tabletop one. 
Tabletop Simulator. Uh, it's, it's, honestly, at this point, it's just like, whatever people want, I'm willing to run an admin because that part isn't hard for me at this point. Um, and like, I have all the tools set up. And honestly, for running Tabletop Simulator events, it's really easy because it's like, guys, go play a game. Don't be dicks. And if you are a dick, you're kicked out because like you can't take it seriously. There's no prize support. There's like there's no brat. Like it's I'm just literally organizing three to five games for people to play, and I'll pair you people. Like that, that's literally the attitude I'm going in with running these tournaments because it's just like guys, we all just want to play games. I'll help organize and get you guys playing games. Let's let's do this. Um, Fair enough. So. Okay. Well, I mean, there was that there, there was that event that did happen with Warp Rider. I think about five people ended up showing up. I unfortunately do not know who the winner was, but uh, I can pull that up in BCP and we can have that conversation later. But uh, yeah, we are here to primarily talk with Sean and uh, <laughs> we have had a lengthy work discussion and I have disappeared into the background here. Hey, who's Sean? <laughs> who? Oh, what? Who's what? Sean? For who's audience? Sean? <laughs> Uh, Sean, uh, you are, of course, the uh, host of the ON5. Do you call it ON5 or do you call it Zero and 5 ON5. Okay, okay. Yeah. And it is primarily an Age of Sigmar podcast. Uh, we Mostly it's just like three buddies just getting on and recording ourselves and just having a good time. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, we talk about Age of Sigmar a, a lot, but mostly just hobbying and stuff and just you know, talking to our friends. So just okay. a good time. Just an excuse to record. Okay. Okay. Uh, tell us a little bit about what got you guys started. Who are the other two people? And then what do you guys usually uh, enjoy about the whole process? Uh, well, first, um, I started gaming uh, back in third edition 40K. And I've played off and on throughout the years. Uh, started in high school back in like uh, 2001. And then... Fast forward to now, um, my buddy, Jared, who I've been friends with since then, back in high school, um, he and I, well, he, myself, and my twin brother um, started Basement Wargamers, and pretty much East Coast, we have those basements, just like everybody else, and uh, uh, it just started in our parents' basement. <laughs> it was just a good time. Um, played a lot of games down there, uh, started expanding that group. Uh, started having round robin style tournaments and just grew and grew and grew. And then soon enough, we found we had 20 people showing up in my parents' basement for wow. Warhammer events. And uh, people would stay outside. Oh, dude, it was huge. Uh, it went the entire <laughs> like the house. It was a nuts time. But we were also playing only on like four by four tables. So yeah. just try to get more people in. Uh, we decided we had to expand. So we just. Moved to a local store and bounced around a couple of times. Um, just eventually, we outgrew our little pond in uh, Pennsylvania. And so we started going to bigger events. And the Owen 5 podcast is just um, us not doing so well at, a, at an event. Going, you know, Owen 5, you pretty much lose out all your games in a GT. So uh, it was just us, you know, bullshit. And just a bunch of buddies talking about wargaming and life. So that's, that's how we, uh, how we came to be. How, how often do you guys actually go on five at an event? Oh, very rarely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> mostly it's a bunch of like three and two, four and one. Um, that's actually a winning record right there. So, so my, it's like my the cousin, opposite of an 0 and 5. Yeah, well, my cousin, it, it came from him, actually, the name. Um, he went to Nova a couple of times with us, and he uh, he actually went 0 and 5, and we just nicknamed him Owen because he sucked so bad that you we're like, hey, Owen, Owen uh, you know, now you're 0 and 5, and then it was just a play on words. So. <laughs> That's it good. It was just That's... us thinking we were witty while we were probably drunk stumbling around um, did, did so, he like it or was he like shut up you guys stop originally he hated it and now <laughs> we're, of course you know, we actually recorded uh an episode last week and we had him on and so we did a little like uh q a with him about you know where it came from and it was a good time 
So. Yeah, there's there's no better way to make somebody play better at Asia's thing more than just shaming them. Shaming doing them. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Is that so, yeah. Do you have personal experience with that, Jeremy? Is is that a, a tried and proven method that you know about? I don't know. Do you see Alex doing pretty good these days? Well, when we used to play. <laughs> I don't see Alex doing much these days, no. <laughs> well, apparently you see everything I do. <laughs> Garrett. Well, don't worry, he's going to pull it off his rack. He's going to say, let me just get out. Uh, Alex's record from right here. <laughs> Pull right off the shelf. He's got like a fucking file. <laughs> oh, it would be perfect if I had it ready for a background. Let me do that. <laughs> Honestly, you need to do a little carrot top prop action. Okay, so over on that other side. <laughs> oh, boy. So with this podcast, um, you know, I've met you guys at Nova. Um, yep. Fantastic yep. people. Uh you know, it's really funny. Uh, yeah, perfect people. The best people. Everyone tells me you guys are the best. Um, anyways, you know, Garrett had told me a lot about you guys before. And he said, you know, basic war gamers, there's a lot of people in that gaming club. They're all really great guys. Um, before any of us even met you guys, we just remember as a team, as the Corsairs, we were, you know, we kept on seeing you guys inch up and up and oh and yeah when uh it was funny because you guys would have you know of course you guys i didn't realize how large your your club was you know you guys have what, how many people are in your club uh so it's a we are a non-profit organization we are oh, set up to take oh, membership dues uh so that we can spend that money on doing larger events like summer slaughter um we buy you know we do fundraisers and raffles and stuff like that so our club is 65 paying members every year and then we have like close to 500 people in our uh in our main facebook group and they just you know come in and just chat That's about you know, wargaming so uh we're a large club on the east coast i think we're probably one of the largest clubs on the east oh, coast i, I mean by far yeah <laughs> so i mean and we've got like people that are from like beast coast um so my cousin sam lucidi not the mm -hmm. one that's the Owen, but Sam Lucidi runs the 40K um, uh, GT uh, at Nova. Well, he's the co he's the co -TO. Um He, I think he follows Phil Radakanakis. Or yeah, it goes Phil, and then it goes Sam. Phil, and then Sam. So um, yeah, so he uh, he's part of Beast Coast, and a lot of players from that club are actually in base from Wargamers. So uh, we kind of cross pollinate there. Um, just you know. With a lot of the same members in the area, we're like more of the, the community people that you can, you know, hang out on a weekly basis and you know play those test games. But they're you know ranking under Beast Coast. So uh, for 40k, most of our guys are Beast Coast, but for AOS, we're all Beast War gamers. Okay, you know it's really funny. Uh, you know when I was first kind of introduced to you guys, it was actually at, through you know BCP. Because I would yep. see these events that were near Garrett, near James, who you know another, of course, uh, uh, you know, yep. friend of the show and and uh, teammate. Uh, and I would see events, and they would, everyone would be basement war gamers, like everyone was. And yeah. obvious shenanigans, obvious. Uh, yeah. So since I didn't know how big <laughs> some, of a team some you guys business. were. Yeah. Garrett, Garrett, you need to go down to this store and see what's going on down there because yeah, he's, he's, he's actually been there. <laughs> I mean, so I, I mean, like, for just like, for, yeah. I just want to say, just for like the monthly like RTTs that they run, it's a still a four hour drive for me. Like, yeah, they're just in you know Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. It's only all four those little hours. states. Everything is close together. It's it's not like the West. <laughs> yeah, Island. just drive faster. Uh, yeah, and then and here's the problem though. So Gary does go. He does hang out, and he comes back and says, "Yeah, this is a great group of guys. <laughs> they're really cool." <laughs> I'm sorry, when we show up at 8 a.m. and they're like, here you guys go, here's three shots and two beers each. <laughs> like the moment we get there, we're like, here we go. Okay, who needs the hotel room? <laughs> we haven't even checked into our hotel yet. They're just like, here, a store opens at 10. It's 8 a.m. Start drinking. I just yep. wish you would have told us they're not really 0 and 5 people. <laughs> yeah, we're really not. Um, uh, I mean, a few of us. I mean, there's a few people in Didn't our the club. guy who... God, it kind of sucks shit, but yeah. <laughs> my cousin, I went five. Uh, yeah, I mean, my cousin Don, he was on, like the one that we interviewed last week on our show. Um, he's he's terrible at Age of Sigmar. Um, so, <laughs> but is he having fun being terrible? He's having a good time. Uh, I hope. That's all. Um, 
as long as he doesn't, you know, pick up his ball and walk away and leave us, it'd be <laughs> pretty crappy then. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good time, man. We, our our group is always growing. Uh, we you know have an elected group of leaders in the club that you know, have work to do. Like I'm the president of our club. I've been Ooh, running for about 13, 14 we years elected. now. Yeah, actually, and our election is going on right now. So, um, oh, so it's, it's really close. Uh, I care more about this election than our presidential election, but uh, yeah, it's, good to know. <laughs> so, is it a little more challenging with the uh, shelter in place for you to go out there and campaign? Oh my like, god, yeah, kiss the babies and uh, and throw games to kind of get votes and stuff. <laughs> uh, we do like uh, we have a, a full members page that uh, all our, all our members are on and. Uh, it's mostly just like a meme war, just like making memes, creating your own of like your friends doing dumb shit and then putting uh, fun text behind them. So, so, so uh, who's yeah. running against you as president? I can't imagine anyone else being president. Of Nobody. Everybody's like, that sounds like a terrible job. I don't want it. So I'm the <laughs> only one. So you're still running, but you're going like uncontested. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, he's uh, just worried somebody's going to roll as a troll. Like run as yeah. a troll instead of actually really wanting to run. You're gonna get one vote yourself. So like, suddenly, no like Garrett's to be dog is running, and it's yeah. like shit. I'm sending uh, you up, Garrett. <laughs> those are dangerous. You got a club election, and somebody's dog actually runs. That dog has a big. <laughs> that chance dog's of winning. winning. It's yeah, just gonna like, win. It's gonna happen. That dog has no yeah. leadership experience. How many times have you seen a dog? How many times have you seen a dog as a mayor of a city in the Bay Area here? No, yeah, three California. times that I can think of. <laughs> Shit, I didn't even think there was three. I thought it was just the same dog three times. No, well, uh, he, was, he did a good job. <laughs> he was a good boy. He did. He did a, he did a, he was a, he was he was a, a very good boy. Good boy. Spark, uh, there's like a cat that also wants a mayor. in a second. <laughs> oh, well, come on. That's just ridiculous, Garrett. Everybody knows that a cat would do a shitty job as a mayor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just push shit over all the time. Yeah. This, this At least the dog wants to please. This you know? budget? Exactly. No, we're just going to. That, that's going to fall uh, off the chair. It's uh, the next person's problem. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, like I said, further reinforce that you guys have yeah. a huge team, a huge club. Uh, you guys are great guys. Um, you you also have the slaughter uh, slaughter fest, right? Yeah, summer slaughter, and summer uh, slaughter. yeah, it's cool. Uh, everybody says it. It's summer's laughter, actually. Um, just because you know, what's more fun than laughing in the summertime? So in children's <laughs> laugh, it's beautiful. Um, but yeah, uh, is, yeah, is it's a fun event. It is no longer going to happen this year. Um, <sighs> no. We're still in a uh, red area in our county. And our governor said that at, even at the earliest, it'd be like mid-June for us to do anything. So, um, Isn't it mid-July, though, even, with summer slaughter? It's in July. It's like mid-July. So we didn't feel that we would have enough yeah. um, enough done in a month's mm. time. And it could have still been canceled by the venue itself. And we're just like, we're not comfortable um, just taking a gamble and rolling the dice on that. Um, when it comes to people coming from out of state, or getting hotels and spending a lot of money. We wanted to give them as much time as we could. So we did uh, reschedule our event. The event center was awesome. We actually expanded this year from like 100 players to about 250. So wow. we had a ton of space. So we event, uh, we rented a portion of an event center um, out, just outside of Philadelphia. And uh, they allowed us to move our date to next July and not have mm. to forfeit any, any portion of our uh, deposit. Oh, wow. so, yeah, so they, they helped us out. They were uh, really cool people, and uh, we're glad to be doing business with them because they, they clearly, you know, care. You know, it's it's revenue. They want to bring, you know, people in. So now, if you are planning on running an event anywhere um, after you think that the COVID crisis will stop, uh, try setting up something with an event place now because – they're going to just give you everything they can and try to give you favorable <laughs> prices so that they can get uh, revenue back. So this is the time to do it. Okay. Oh, for wow. sure. I was talking with somebody else recently about that same topic, it seems like. Yep. Well, I do appreciate you guys took a fairly early decision. I think we still have a lot of events which are waiting yeah. probably too close to the last minute to make that decision. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like Gen Con still hasn't canceled it. I don't know how they're going to fit 70,000 people in a in a convention hall 
When is I, I don't think they will actually. They're um, gonna put them all in hamster balloons. Yeah. <laughs> <and> good luck. <laughs> no, you can do what you saw that I don't know if you guys have seen the meme of that like old man at a Costco where he um he like put a headband around his head and he reinforced on uh, his oh. forehead, back yeah, of his head, headband. and on the sides, yep. like the little noodles, the pool noodles that were like six feet in length. He was just wearing a hat full of pool noodles just so like people would bump into him if you if they were too close. So yeah, just, he looked like an octopus. Yeah, he looked like a hilarious octopus. That's a pretty good idea. I was wondering if I could just walk around with this, like a six foot long stick with maybe just a hand on the end of it and just like back Yeah, off. But, but, then, but you want to be hands free. Well, then that's it. And you don't want to be aggressive. But a, a big silly hat is not aggressive either. So you're not you're not aggressively sticking a stick in people's face. Just John, no, 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 John, John, you could spin your head like this and hit some dude in the side of the head. You could be, and it's a pool noodle, so you don't have to worry about him getting hurt. Oh, if I, if I, you got to judge who you hit. If it's the guy who looks a little rough, you, you play like you're addled. You're like, oh, I'm an old. <laughs> the only attire you got to John, wear only you can you can get away with that. We can't get away with that. Oh, okay. The only attire you got to wear in California to have uh, six feet. Uh, I guess there's two attires going in California to have a six feet uh, circumference of freedom. Uh, wear a MAGA hat and then wear a Speedo. <laughs> Nothing but a Speedo. Pretty sure no one's going to move in six feet. I don't know. Certain parts of San Francisco, man. Nothing but a Speedo will attract more attention. I'm thinking, I'm also, thinking don't, 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 don't you fucking tempt me because I'll fucking do it. I'm thinking of a Borat Speedo, you know, the one from like Ali G show. Like yeah, the banana hat. Like the one that goes over their shoulders, like yeah, wear that. No one's gonna come near six feet of you. Don't worry about it. Okay, I won't. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't wear that. <laughs> that, 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 that one's a little rough. I, I think I just want a big sombrero now. Just, just that's pretty just tight. That's pretty tight. Sombrero. I like that. So now we can all discuss and have this conversation about what kind of COVID attire you would wear to keep people away from you. Sean, are you are you frozen there a little bit? Yeah. He's yeah. Frozen. But don't call him out when he's all frozen up. You just got to move on. <laughs> How rude. I, th I think what ended up happening is he went online to look up for Speedos. And uh, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. He may have clicked. A Did you click a virus? <laughs> he, he must have. Did you click a virus? No. Sean, are you there? Oh. Oh, we feel guess, lost. I guess yeah. COVID has evolved for di to digital now. <laughs> okay, now. Perfect. So thank you uh, for the intermission there. We had a bit of a disconnect, but uh, we got you back, Sean. Uh, yep. How you feeling? Did you did you have to go in the basement? Was there a tornado? <laughs> uh, no, there was none of that. Uh, it's just my router uh, decided to not want to work anymore. Uh, it was like it's 11, <laughs> time to go to bed. Uh, so I had to go deal with that real quick. Did you quick. try a stimulus check? <laughs> <laughs> I tried waving money in front of it, and Tom can't never took it. So uh, I was surprised. Um, yeah, so you need to get those credit card readers on them. That's the problem. <laughs> right, yeah. Or at least a chip reader. It can't be that hard, right? Maybe <laughs> get my Apple Pay. Shit. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so, so tell us a little bit, you know, you've told us a lot about what got you into gaming, how your podcast works. And of course the, uh, you know, the event that you run, which is great and it's huge. And I know that Garrett's definitely prepared for it in you know, multiple years and been really excited for it. And I'm so sorry that it's not going on this year, but um, what are you excited about, about the future of AOS, whether it's events, whether it's, you know, a release that you're really excited about. Tell us a little bit about what you and maybe your co-hosts are stoked about. Uh, so we're really stoked for um, the fall time uh, of the year. Uh, it's just stacked with a bunch of events. Um, I don't know if you guys know who Martin Orlando is. He's a pretty uh, well-known person on Twitter and, and uh, I guess Instagram for, for his uh, figure painting. So uh, he, uh, he runs an event that is going to be in its first year uh, this year, and it's the Claymore GT. Um, I think he's going to keep it rather small. His first, uh, his first event, but uh, looking forward to that. That's going to be out in New Jersey, and then uh, well, he was one that, of the uh, assistant TOs for the AOS event last yeah. year at Nova, yep, too, yep, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think he's done that. Uh, has he done that more than one year? I think it's only been. One. No, this was, this was his first year. He assisted okay. in uh, Nova because uh, yeah, uh, one of the one of the issues is the year before Chuck didn't have enough. Um, TOs and stuff was one of the comments, and so yeah, he was yeah. able to rope in uh, Martin and some other people to actually be a solid staff. What's yeah. the date uh, for this event? Uh, so he hasn't released an official date yet. It's uh, or if he did, 
Um, I just don't remember it all. Yeah. It's, it's, like, uh, it's like it's like early October. Or maybe yeah, October. it's like October seventh or something. It's like early to yeah. mid October. I want to swear to God, don't make it a certain. Mm. It's not. It's not um, SoCal Open date date time. No, that's well, not what he's asking. Gary. I can't go to SoCal <laughs> Open. Oh, I'm aware. I'm very aware, Alex. There's me and you both can no longer go to SoCal Open. Alex is just mad there'll be another event during his wedding period where he can't attend and possibly get some ITT points. <laughs> I'm just saying that an anniversary celebrated in San Diego is a wonderful anniversary. That sounds is, your, is yours the 19th or the 20th, Alex? It's going to be the 17th. Oh, the 17th. Okay. Yeah. Until the 20th. Until the 20th. <laughs> For sure. Anyway. Uh, New Jersey event playing AOS yeah. first time GTTO. Yep. So uh, yeah, Marty's gonna be doing that, and then uh, after that in November we have um, Du Bois up in Rochester, New York. Uh, that's run by uh, Gary. He's a awesome dude. He's been uh, running events uh, for I would say probably you know twenty years. Uh, you know between going to events, old school Warhammer Fantasy Battle GTs and, and majors he used to go to. Uh, so he, he's been around the block. He's uh, an awesome guy, and he has a great event. And I think, Garrett, you went last year as well mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, was that, a, yeah. it was a good time. So, um, yeah, it's it's actually in a um, convention hall kind of college dorm slash thing uh, called the it was, RIT. Tech, it was uh, not Rochester. a hotel, wasn't it? So the hotel also houses students from the Rochester Institute of Technology. Oh, so half of it okay. is students, and the other half is the hotel, and that's how they kind of pay for everything. So, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, it's, it's pretty dope. So it's a it's a big area. That's why they had like uh, you know the little bar and like almost like a little cafeteria mm. kind of a thing. So it was you know mostly for the students. So it's a fun event. It's at a great place. Uh, Rochester is is fun in November. Um, there's a lot to do up there. <laughs> So it gets Is cold. It pretty cold, as I say, yeah. it's got to be way yeah. cold by November. <laughs> yeah, uh, it snows in November up in up in Rochester. So it's uh, yeah, I'll go. You know, it's a, yeah, it's a fun time. So a lot of uh, you know friends that go to uh, uh, the what is it the uh, the one in Montreal the the AOS and 40K event in Montreal. Oh, it's like. Uh, uh, the, like the three, is it the three river tournament or something like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of people from like Toronto and like all over Canada come to Du Bois because it's kind of close. Yeah. I mean, Rochester is only like two hours from Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people come down from Canada and it's uh it's a good time. Get to, uh, you know, meet our friends to the North. So good time. Wow. Well, I'm definitely going to try to see what I can do to make it to, you know, at least Du Bois. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, last year at Du Bois, we got like seventy people or something like that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, wow. That's, that's good yeah, size. It's a, it's a good size. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, uh, sorry. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask if Adams or oh my god, I'm forgetting his name. A uh, Dutch Adams still play? Does he play at Du Bois usually? Uh, Dutch did not. So Dutch, he stopped playing Age of Sigmar after Nova jump into uh, other games and now he is jumping back into age sigmar so he did not go to du bois because he had just started playing age sigmar before du bois even happened he played age sigmar for maybe like six months that was i'm, his, I'm, that was I'm his looking period. to cram my schedule full of aos events before like Same. next year between a wedding apparently and uh <laughs> lbo so and I would love to play one where this man plays because I've heard so many good things about him. So I would love to take uh, that opportunity to face him across the team. I got to yeah. say, he's a stand-up guy. I'm sure, Sean, you've played him a bunch of times, right? I've only played Dutch once. Uh, we first met at the Triumph, Triumph GT yeah. in Jersey. Um, and um, walked away, you know, just buddies with him and Garrett. And then we went to Fast Forward to Nova and... I got trounced by Dutch round one with his uh, <laughs> and I was running Stormcast and I'm like, well, this is going to be a thing. Here we go. And I lost horribly by like round two. I had like nothing left. Well, if you lose your presidency, you should uh, you should come up and touch him and be like, hey, are you consider doing me running a 5-0 club? Like maybe a 5-0 <laughs> podcast? 
That's it was actually funny. funny. Like right, like right after that event, I think he uh, sold that army. So yep. like, <laughs> he, he did. He did. He, he's like, I'm gonna beat you with this, and then I'm gonna go. He actually later. sold it before. He sold it before he played at Nova. Yep. Because he was like, oh yeah, so I've already sold the army. I pre-sold the army. This is my last round at it, and I'm selling it to somebody. It's a, it's a bold move, Cotton. It's a bold move. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, See if it works for him. I think it does. He was tired of winning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> fun fun, fun little story. At the Nova RTT, he brought that army. I think the last time he ever played with it in the tournament was my game with him. Yep. And he got the double turn on me. And before any models had been removed from the table, he went for a handshake. Like, okay, good game. This is over. And like, <laughs> and like, I knew he didn't mean it in a bad way, but he meant it in like a cocky enough way where he obviously didn't know how I play. And I'm like, no, no, no! I like looked down at him. It's like that gif of like we were like, obviously, <laughs> like no, 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 no! We're not done here. Like we're no, you probably done here, but like done I'm not done <laughs> playing yet. Like, uh, did, did he sit down and explain to you why you were gonna lose? Because that's my favorite. Well, it's a little bit more complicated than that. It's actually a lot more. But I just loved that attitude of like we're we're done here. Like. <laughs> Let me, I heard it completely. You I heard. Now. I heard that you were like so so salty at the table with this guy that he was like, "That's it. I'm I'm done with oh, gaming. Oh. I'm done with everything. I'm going to sell my army. I I've had enough of the whole thing. See, if people like start. Alex are who I have to play, that's it. It's <laughs> not rumor start. Just when you play it, you play it against Alex. You you might win the battle, but Alex will win the war. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, actually, if you think about it, Alex also played uh, Matt Pashby at Nova. We haven't heard from him since. Yeah. I'm oh, sure. that's true. <laughs> no, joking aside, uh, I, I only met only met Dutch once, and that was when he came up and actually him and Alex like shook hands and talked about what a great game they had. That's that's how I met the guy. I met him one time. Seems like a real you know, cool instead guy. of your nickname being all caps, Alex, it should be like career ending, Alex. <laughs> Watch out. Watch out. <laughs> well, Sean, is there anything that you want to plug? Um, uh, not really offhand. Um, I do run the, uh, the AOS doubles event up at Du Bois. So oh. uh, it's usually like a smaller event, like the day before the GT. So I guess if anything, I'd probably plug that. And then uh, last year I did PAX Unplugged in Philadelphia. I ran the AOS uh, tournament at that so you can i guess plug that too if i might be doing that it depends on what happens with uh some personal stuff that's possibly gonna happen in nine ten months so you know Ooh. not saying anything but i'm not <laughs> saying anything either uh so nine or ten months hmm, uh, yeah. odd time frame. <laughs> hopefully not ten months eight. actually uh, I, okay so maybe between like eight and ten I, who knows if they overjust Do so you have like a paint commission that's going to take that long? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> it's a new hobby project. Uh, uh, yeah. oh, you know, it's the oh, end of all hobby yeah. projects. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but with like a new addition around the corner, it's only going to be a hobby project that'll last like 18, 20 years. 20 years <laughs> on, hopefully. So I got we'll to ask are you, how are you going to tackle winning a re election and having this hobby project at the table? I can keep it secret for a little bit, I hope. <laughs> oh, no. Keeping secrets in an election. Well, oh, it's recorded. So we're just going to have to wait. Politician. Just edit all this out. I say it a lot on my podcast. Jared, edit this out, please. Baby hiding. Baby hiding. You need to sell yourself a little bit more. You didn't, you didn't plug yourself for the re-election process, so I'm going to give a shot at uh, all the East Coast players from uh, who watch our show. Uh, elect this man, you idiots! If you don't, uh, 2020, yep. Sean. All right, he's the man for you, Sean. Do you have Thank a campaign you. speech? Uh no, I don't. It's just uh, vote for me. <laughs> Nobody else wants this shitty job. So, wait, wait, wait. If I if I join the club now, can I cast a vote? If I join the club now, can I run yeah. for the presidency? Yeah, uh, we're in our uh, our fourth fiscal quarter because our our fiscal year is different from a normal year. Uh, so uh, you're. Your membership will be prorated to ten bucks, and uh, yeah, then ten dollars gets you a vote at this point. Ten bucks gets me a <laughs> $10 vote. Ten dollars gets you a vote in my club, man. So John's gonna like Manchurian <laughs> candidate this thing. And... Does your uh, does your brother ever uh, 
be the president for you in front of people? Does he like, you know, do you ever use him as a prop? Like, yeah, yeah, just totally. Cause he's your twin brother, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my twin brother, Aaron. Uh, yeah. We haven't oh, cool. done any of the, uh, you know, place switching probably <laughs> since third grade. So, uh, now he, <laughs> we just, this, it's weird. Cause like I'm a twin, but so is my wife. And so it gets super weird. So like, it's Your hobby project might not we, be one hobby. We don't want to know about the weirdest. Like this I is, don't want to switch a rating my, on this show. Stop brother. now, please. No. No, don't go. Can you mute him? I don't like this. I don't like where this is going. It's getting away from us. Shit. <laughs> no, anyways, uh, been great talking to you, Sean. Thanks uh, for having you on the show. Yeah. Oh, uh, and five podcast sounds amazing. I was listening to it a little bit earlier. Sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, a <laughs> little bit, a little bit loose format, that. like you said. It, really, it's just like listening to you guys kind of hang out and shoot the shit for a while. It's yeah, really yeah. Nice yeah. to accompany you all hobby and actually, uh, you know, building some Primaris while listening to your podcast earlier. So it's pretty cool. For sure. Thank yeah. you. And again, yeah, thank you so much for uh, being on. And it's going to be the Owen Five podcast. I know that you guys have a Twitter. Uh, I know uh, you guys are also on Facebook. Are you anywhere else before we go? Uh, I'm not super hip, so I don't have Instagram or anything like that. So <laughs> it's mostly just Twitter, and that was just because I was told that you know people were on it and I should use it. So Gotta uh, use I'm not the super. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I'm not a Twitter uh, person. I'm not a tweeter. So Twitter. I do mostly Facebook, and you know, it's, you know, I scroll for looking at dog pictures and shit. So well, where can I find your podcast <laughs> if I'm looking to get it? Uh, so you can find us on Podbean. We're on Spotify. Uh, so yeah, you okay. can find us on uh, Twitter and Facebook as well. That's that's pretty much where we're at. Awesome. Well, everyone, definitely check out the Owen 5 podcast. Sean, thank you so much for being on. Uh, As always, if you guys want to see something or if you guys want to uh, tell us a little bit about what you think or just talk shit, you can always leave us a review on Facebook or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts for the wide world of wargaming. But this is going to be Alex, John, Jeremy, and Garrett, as well as our uh, good host and friend, Sean, uh, signing off for the night. You guys have a great evening. All right, folks. Vote for Sean. Vote for Sean. Vote for Sean. Vote for Sean.